It's literally describing how to get set up on sex apps. And 13-year-olds can access it. Am I the only one who sees something wrong here? This is going on in Kentucky. This isn't in Canada. This isn't in California. This is in Louisville. This is in Kentucky. These are things that your tax dollars are paying for here in Kentucky. These are things that the kids of Kentucky are being taught. Well, everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of the Andrew Cooperwriter Show. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Cooperwriter, and I'm here to bring you the takes, the conservative, the liberty takes of the conservative Republican liberty constitutional takes of what's going on around the Commonwealth, what's worth talking about, what's not, and, and just kind of informing you and keeping you there. And of course, this is all brought to you by me your favorite, most wonderful Kentucky, I guess, technically a politician in the world, <laughs> Andrew Cooperwriter. And once again, I thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we got some great topics we're covering today. We're going to talk about, um, we'll start off something kind of benign, well, not benign, but a discussion worth having about uh, draft bill 356 for the 2023 session. Um, also, we'll talk about the Homestead Amendment that's been proposed. Uh, then we will go into um, talking about some issues going on with our schools and government as far as this whole DEI and gender theory and blah, 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 blah. But until we get to that, please hit the share button. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Comment, share, like, subscribe, tell others about it. Let them know this is where you find out what's going on here in Kentucky and then let's go ahead and dig into it. One more thing while I have you here, please remember to text Liberty to 33777. Text the word Liberty to 33777. If you are not getting our text updates, hit that. Let us know about it. That's once again, text the word Liberty to 33777. And as always, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you can uh, listen to this in the podcast only form available on Google. Apple, Stitcher, you know, pretty much Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts that's normal. You can catch us there. With that being stated, let's go ahead and dig on into it. So DBR, let's start off with DBR 356. This is a bill just worth discussing. I'm not telling you to call on it. I'm not telling you to do anything about it. I think it's just worth discussing. Uh, it's from Bill Wesley. And draft bill request 356 is a bill to um, take away. It, it does some things for youth hunting. Um, but one of the things it does is it takes away the requ requirement for a par parent or guardian consent to receive your youth hunting license, your youth hunting license. Now, why is this something that I think um, maybe we should talk about a little bit? So I think it is a little odd. I'm a hunter, full disclosure. I'm a hunter. I take my son hunting. Um, you know, in fact, his first time hunting was uh, just just this past turkey season. Uh, we went out there, uh, spring turkey. And I tell you what, I was a little concerned um, he would get unrealistic expectation. We uh, got out to the area. We went in a public hunt area out in Georgetown, um, parked the truck, walked about three, 400 yards uh, away from the truck. And we heard our first gobble of the morning. We went down into a clearing. We set up and um, 
Oh man, it's it's as as I was calling for it, it was gobbling, it was talking, it was coming towards us. And I tell you what, I had one thing flash through my mind, and all hunters will understand this. I had one thing flash through my mind, which is this is this kid's first time hunting. It is under an hour and a half. If we get a turkey, he's going to think it's always this easy. And I don't want that unrealistic expectation in his mind. However, the turkey ended up getting hinned up on his way to us, and he wasn't able to uh, to, to take his first bird that time. But, but I do think this is worth talking about, uh, draft bill request 356, which takes away the parent or guardian requirement to get a hunting license for one simple reason. Okay. Now any reasonable good hunter tells you this much, any sportsman tells you this much that if we're going to take an animal, we are going to eat that animal. Yes. We don't kill animal just for sport. Um, we, we, if we kill an animal, we're going to cook it. We're going to eat it. If you don't like the way an animal tastes, or you're not going to go through the effort of cooking it and, and preparing it for others to eat or yourself to eat, or if you don't have somebody to give the meat to after you take it, you don't kill the animal. I think it's, uh, inhumane to just kill an animal and throw away the meat. Um, not inhumane, but unethical. Unethical is a better term. You, we hunt to eat. Um, we do try to take a big buck though, but we do hunt to eat that being stated. Um, this is why it's kind of weird because what are you going to do? Like if a parent or guardian doesn't want you hunting, okay. And then you go out hunting, <laughs> right? I'm assuming if you're, cause this is if you're under 16, so you're under 16, you're probably living at home. What are, <laughs> what are you going to do with the meat? I mean, you go out, you get the animal. First off, you got driven out there by somebody. You didn't drive yourself cause you're under 16. You kill an animal and you then take it to the processor or you skin it and process it yourself or you take it to a processor. Let's say in this case, you take it to a processor because if they're not letting you go out and hunt, they're certainly not letting you hang a deer in the backyard and, and skin it and, and, and uh, butcher it. So you take it to the processor, get it processed. Now you got the meat. What are you going to do? Throw it in the freezer? Then what? Your parents are going to ask you, what is this meat doing in the freezer? If they don't want you hunting, I don't understand how you hunt. I don't understand how you get out there. I don't understand what you do with the meat. I don't understand any of that. And so I think there's some other things that Bill does. I think that was just an interesting thing we're talking about where I'm curious what this problem is that Bill Wesley is seeking to fix there. I'm curious. I mean, Bill Wesley is a pretty good legislator. I'm sure there's a problem that he's seeking to fix. I just don't know what it is with that particular provision taking away the requirement for parents or guardians to consent to them getting their hunting um, permit, their hunter safety course and stuff. I I, I don't know what that's about. So, um, Bill Wesley, if you listen to this, message me. Let me know. I think it's different and, and kind of interesting. But um, yeah, we're talking about um, just for a second there, just talk about what they what they mean now. Um, for other bill we have here is from filed for the 2023 uh, session is the Homesteader Act. Okay, so the the Homesteader uh, Amendment here, um, which is uh, let's see here. Um, draft bill request 356. That was that one. Okay. That is draft bill request 339 from Senator Nemus. Senator, not his son, who's in the House, but Senator Nemus, who is in the Senate. And it's to propose to amend Section 170 of the Constitution of Kentucky to include in the homestead exemption for owners who are over 65 years of old um, for any increase in valuation of real property that is assessed after the latter year, the year owned turned 65. So basically what they're saying is, is that um, the property, the, the, the real estate that people over the age 
of 65 own will not get reassessed for evaluation. So they still pay property tax, but their home value doesn't continue increasing as uh, the market increases. Now, granted, I would say, I would say this doesn't go far enough. Who is the government to say what your property is worth? Your property, they don't know what your property is worth until it's sold. And I believe personally that if we're going to charge a property tax, if I'm not even saying I support it, I'm just saying if we are going to do it, it should be based upon the last purchase price period. It should not be based upon whatever some speculator comes out. Because one, it never seems to go up. And two, it's definitely rules for thee and not for me. I mean, look in Lexington, we have several situations of properties owned by people like the Webs and the Grays and things like that, that weren't getting reassessed for decades or properties all around them were. And on top of that, it just, you're speculating. I just, I just disagree with it. I disagree with it. I just think you are speculating on what the market uh, was willing to pay for a property. And who are you to do that as the government? We don't believe in central planning. Who are you to speculate that? And so I agree with the amendment. I gladly say yes on that and vote yes to get that on our constitution. However, However, I think it should go farther. I think it should say property tax will be assessed based on the last sales price if we're going to continue to have property tax. Just my humble opinion. So moving on. So those are just some bills that have been filed for the 2023 session, which we are, I, I know it's creeping up on us, but we're only about two, two months and a week or so, two weeks or so away from the start of that session. So certainly we're going to see more and more bills filed as we get closer, especially to after this next week, after elections clear in November. So moving on from there. Um, let's talk about our schools first. So schools, JCPS. Well, first off, you know, I, I hear from people all the time as I'm talking about the worries about the, the transing and the, and the racializing of our schools, people will hear examples of in Canada getting arrested or California. And so often people don't think to themselves that's happening here in Kentucky. Well, you are wrong. Um, so let's go first to G JCPS, Jefferson County Public Schools in their library for kids uh, as young as 13 can access these books without parental consent. They have the book, uh, This Book is Gay. That's right. That's the title. I know what you're thinking. Um, how does a book have sexuality? I don't know. I didn't even know books had genders. Now leave it to the left to apply genders and play with them. I guess if you can change your gender, a book can have a gender and a book can be attracted to the same gender. I have no idea though uh, what's that about. I mean, are books looking at each other saying, check out the spine on that one? I mean, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Um, but apparently this book does have a sexuality and it's gay. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, what is the book about? Let me share with you uh, chapter nine. Now, hey, let me remind you, as I go through one of the worst tasks I have to go through sometimes on this show of reading words I wish never left my mouth ever in my life, uh, I remind you that this book is available to children as young as 13. Let's read chapter nine. The beginning page, the ins and outs of gay sex. <sighs> this chapter is about sex. Therefore, 
it has sex in it. Well, duh. If you're a younger reader and feel you aren't ready for the finer details of same-sex pairings, then simply skip this whole chapter. Now, pause. That sounds to me like it's a legally required disclaimer about forward adult content. Imagine if you would, though you had that disclaimer, and then this is what followed it. However, <laughs> however, before you do, I'd like to remind you that we taught you. Who's we? Is, does he teach? No, this is a book that's found once again in Jefferson County Public Libraries. Jefferson County Public School Libraries. Let me be very specific. Once again, in the schools, 13-year-olds. I continue. I'd like to remind you that we taught you all about straight sex when you were 10 years old during year six. The fact they didn't also teach you what same-sex couples do is nothing less than institutionalized homophobia. Is it, though? Is it? Because we were 10 years old. Were you taught about the ins and outs about straight sex, or were you taught about the reproductive system from a science side of things? I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're... I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Why do I say I'm sorry? I'm not sorry. You are being taught about sex in school specifically because of the reproductive nature of it. And I hate to break it to you, but gay sex doesn't procreate. <laughs> I know this shouldn't be a shocker to anybody, but you can't make a baby. So it has no educational value to teach. It's like saying that, well, they taught you that uh, a, a penis goes into a vagina and then they have to teach you about BDSM too. No, there's no educational value in that. The value of teaching about same sex is about reproduction only. That's it. They teach about reproduction and then they teach about diseases. They don't teach you about other stuff. They don't teach you about weird kinks. They don't teach you about weird things. They have nothing to do with procreation. That's the reason why they teach it. Stop. This drives me crazy when people think, oh, I'm sorry, but, but societally speaking, I'm not saying, listen, societally speaking, Naturally speaking, straight sex has higher value than any other kind of sex because it pro procreates. That's it. That's why we teach about it. That's why it's important. Leave it at that. But we continue in this book. Straight sex was presented as the norm to make 5% of the population feel abnormal. Well, you know, if 95% of people are one way and then 5% of people are another way, I'm not saying it makes you a bad person or less of value, but definitionally it does make you abnormal and not the norm. Um, I think that's just factual, but uh, whatever we'll continue. Is there something icky about gay sex? Is there something wrong with it? I challenge any politician to discuss this with me. I will ruin them. Okay, here you go. You ready? You can't procreate. There you go. That's what's different about it. That's why it's not worth teaching about. Um, that's why there's something wrong with it. I'm not, I, I'm not even saying I want to use government to attack you for being gay. I don't live your life, whatever. I'm just saying that to sit there and pretend that somehow gay sex is equal to procreate to, to straight sex that can procreate is incorrect. It's not the same. It's just not the same. I'm tired of having to argue on this, but anyways, 
This chapter is simply all the stuff teachers should be saying if they want to be inclusive of people with same sex. Inclusivity, of course. That's important. We have to tell your children about things that has no educational value um, for inclusivity. Now you say, well, Andrew, that sounds pretty severe. You want to see what else is in the book? Well, he said, I don't know if he said yes or no, but I'm going to tell you anyways. The book at one part goes on to describe how sex apps work. You upload a tiny pic of yourself to the app. The app works out your location. The app tells you who the nearest homosexuals are. You then chat to them. Because they are near, it is easy to meet up with them. Guys, keep in mind, this is a book 13-year-olds can read without parental consent. And it's literally describing how to have same-sex hookups, like instructional steps for how to do it. Come on. Come on. Can anybody defend this? Can anybody defend this? It's literally describing how to get set up on sex apps. And 13-year-olds can access it. Am I the only one who sees something wrong here? This is going on in Kentucky. This isn't in Canada. This isn't in California. This is in Louisville. This is in Kentucky. These are things that your tax dollars are paying for here in Kentucky. These are things that the kids of Kentucky are being taught. And you say, well, Louisville's just a liberal area, Andrew. We can't do anything about it. First off, shame on you for leaving those kids to be indoctrinated by these sexual fetishes. But additionally as well, it's not just in blue areas. Let me show you what Steeplechase Elementary School had as a problem for the third graders. I read here. Michael won a jackpot and got $896. His husband also won a jackpot and won $67. How much money did they win? First off, I don't exactly like the idea of pushing gambling on our children and normalizing that either. Um, I don't think any of us particularly agree. I mean, gambling could be something maybe somebody decides to do, but I think all of us would agree that generally speaking, we shouldn't be encouraging our children to gamble. Putting that to the side, what? <laughs> His husband? Why? Why do you need to put this in a question for third graders? I showed you this book is gay for 13-year-olds. They say, well, they're, they're, they're just making you think gay sex is abnormal. Well, apparently in third grade at Steeplechase Elementary in Boone County, they're putting in questions, normalizing, to normalize same-sex couples. Now, you don't want to indoctrinate kids? That's fine. I'm not asking you. Look, schools, look. I'm not asking you to say Michael's wife, Gretchen. You don't need to say anything. You say, Michael won this. His friend Scott won blah. How much did they win together? Michael won this. Gretchen won this. How much did they win together? That's fine. Straight gay. It's fine. Why do you need to throw in the gay thing to third graders? I'm not asking you to throw in the straight thing. Look, we can reach an agreement. Here we go. Here we go. Gray's leftist sitting there with your purple hair, crying at my podcast because it's so hateful. I see your emails. Let me ask you this, okay? Meet me halfway here, okay? You stop putting your gay propaganda in the schools 
I won't request for straight propaganda in the schools. How about that? For teaching about sex, once again, we're just teaching about it from a reproductive standpoint. I'm sorry that gay couples can't create a child through reproductive systems. I am not Mother Nature. You can take that up with them. However, we can teach about the reproduction side of sex. We can teach about the disease size of sex to children because that has educational value. And in our problems, I won't say wife. You don't say husband when it's the same sex case, okay? We won't put in straight couples. You don't put in gay couples. Just meet me halfway. How about that? How about that? There you go. There's a compromise. I'm compromising. You know why? Because I don't need to indoctrinate kids to, to normalize straight marriages because that is normal. It is. And once again, I'm not saying government needs to come after you because you're, you're gay or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying live your life. I'm not here to judge you. You're made that way. I'm not here to judge you on that. I don't care. Just stop pushing this stuff on our kids. Okay? And for all of you who are listening to this that may be gay, let me ask you this question. When you were in third grade, did they ask you whether or not the gay couple money added together on a jackpot made sense? Did they normalize homosexual relationships? Yet, here you are in a gay relationship. It's almost like you don't need to worry about indoctrinating kids. They turn out how they turn out. How about that? How about that? Leave it up to the parents to deal with. How about that? But of course, that's not the case. They want to indoctrinate the kids. They want to control the kids. They want to take them away from the parents. That's why these are becoming such huge issues. And it doesn't just stop. These gender issues. We have the CRT and DEI spreading. The, the, the Republicans in this state, see, several years ago, the Republican majority of legislators voted to put in place this Commission on Race and Equal Opportunity. A leftist propaganda talking point that the government is racist. And yet Republicans giving it space, giving it possibility. And this past month from their meeting, let's look at what their legislative priorities are according to their minutes. Economic, oh, I'm going to start with this one. They want to bring back House Bill 126. Now, we, we defeated this last year. We'll defeat it again. Anybody who keeps trying to requirement is going to be taken care of, okay? Require the completion of FAFSA forms requirement for high school graduation. Now, Senator Gibbons would like to roll it into the high school accountability model and not as a condition of graduation. Maybe. Senator Berg said that it was the number one ask of UofL. It also included a recommendation from KY Chamber Task Force. Why is this? Because if you have these kids, so, so let's, once again, let's talk about House Bill 126 again and why that's a problem. And then they're sitting there and using race as an example. First, it's a Fourth Amendment violation to require the filling out of the FAFSA simply because what the FAFSA asks for is Fourth Amendment protected information. It requires you to turn over uh, uh, um financial data and other information that is otherwise protected under the fourth amendment by the constitution, something that they'd had to go get a warrant for is now required in order to graduate with that bill. That's why we fought it. That's why we defeated it. But additionally as well, 
why is it that the colleges want to force it? Why is it the chamber would want to force it? Well, simply put, they want more kids in college, not because they're worried about economic outcomes. As we're seeing, our collegiate system is failing. And for those of you who say, no, it's not, let me ask you this. Why would Joe Biden need to forgive 20 grand in student loan debt if our student and college systems were amazingly successful at producing productive and earning adults in our society? Of course they're not. They're failing. They're giant failures. But they want to push more kids into this. And they're hoping that if they force them to fill out the FAFSA, they will see like, oh, I'm going to get 10 grand a year, five grand a year. And if I don't go to college, I won't get that money. And that will entice kids to go to college. Maybe they pull out a loan to pay for the other part of it, putting them in debt, but entices them to go to college when maybe they wouldn't have before. And chances are, if they weren't going to go to college unless they were being offered five grand to do it, they may not finish college, which is giving us more of the student loan debt problems if they have to pull out debt to get the rest of it. But of course, the colleges and universities, they keep pushing this. They want this because they're driven by their profit incentive, and they want to use government to force you to do behaviors that make them more money. Violating your Fourth Amendment in the process. But this isn't all that this Orwellian council that should be disbanded covered. That's not all. Recommendations. KY Chamber Task Force on Racial inequality. The following recommendations focus on strengthening the economic empowerment of all Kentuckians. Yeah, does it though? Anyways, continue. Government agencies and post-secondary institutions should be directed by regulation or statute to regularly collect and publish data on the race of public contract holders. So here, here you go. Here you go. You ready? No, they shouldn't. You know why? Because it shouldn't matter. When you start collecting the data on race to figure out whether or not we're giving enough money, you are asking them to identify race when they normally wouldn't. On top of that, you're asking them to go out and, and, and collect up this information. To why? Go hunt out and seek out racism? If racism really exists to this flagrant and varying degree and it's destroying everybody in America, blah, 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 blah. If it's really doing that, shouldn't it be obvious? Why do you have to collect the race information? Oh, because you want to do something with it. See, it's it's the same thing as with the Second Amendment. You collect up the, the, the people are saying with the Second Amendment, well, we just want to collect up the information of everybody who owns gun and how many they do. Why? Why do you want to do that? It's the first step to something else. And collecting up this race information, something that they're pushing for, is the first step to putting in place racist policies. And they are racist. Who cares what the skin color of somebody is? Let's care about whether or not they can get the job done and how much they can get it done for. And is it quality work? That's all should matter. And if you care about anything beyond that, you're a racist. You're a racist. Who cares? Because they're white, black, Puerto Rican. I don't care. I don't care who, who comes in and delivers uh, our mugs or our napkins or food or who we buy it from at the restaurant or who we hire or who we buy chemicals from or anything else at any of my other companies, whoever I hire. I hire a lot of people. I have a lot of a staff. And you know what never crosses my mind? What race they are when I'm hiring. I don't care. But yet they want you to. They want you to care. They want to force you to do it. 
the state cabinet for economic development should be directed by state law to produce an annual report on all of its economic development support programs and resources that include demographic breakdowns by race, geography, and the size of businesses supported. Six months after completion of the initial review, the cabinet should recommend administrative or legislative solutions to the problems of disparate investment. What does that mean? What that means is they want to look at who's getting money. There's too many white people or too many black people. They want to make sure that that's fixed, that we have better equity and equality. Now, these are your tax dollars. So, so what, what is happening here? We're talking about your tax dollars being used to go to businesses and business development to help Kentuckians and business grow. And what they're saying is, is if there's too many white people, because you've never seen it be too many minorities, right? I mean, you never hear about a push for equity in the NBA player staff, <laughs> NBA players. You never hear a push of equity in something like, I don't know, football. I mean, they try to make racial things, but you never hear a big push for that, do you? Huh. You never hear a big push for historically black colleges to be more diverse, do you? Do you? No, so they specifically want to know, well, are these too many of these programs going to white people? And if they are, we should legally do something. We should hand out your tax dollars simply based upon the color of the skin of the individual. Once again, racism. Who flipping cares? Who cares? I don't care what the skin color of people receiving this help is. Do you care? And if you answered yes, you're part of the problem and you're racist. It doesn't matter. What matters is how many successful businesses are being created, how many jobs are being made, and what is their economic impact? Is this a good investment in Kentucky taxpayer dollars? I hate that word investment in tax dollars, but anyways, is this a good way to spend tax dollars or not? Not to say, well, gee, their director of economic cabinet, looks like you helped too many white people. So now we're going to continue to collect tax dollars from everybody. We're going to force you to help more minorities out. You're actually going to have to exclude these white people. People that are also funding these programs. You're going to have to exclude them. They're not welcome. Now, am I sitting here saying, am I saying that, oh, yeah, we're talking about what, reverse racism, whatever? I ain't talking about that. I'm not even asking you to have a white quota. Once again, same as I was doing with the little group. Let's just, let's meet in the middle. How about we don't give a flying fig what skin pigment somebody is as we're handing out tax dollars or, or government programs <laughs> or anything else because everybody pays taxes. Geography, that makes some sense. If you're hitting at, you know, places that are economically hit more often and you want to make sure you help out those areas to get them off the government teat, that makes sense. But just skin color? What are you talking about? Finally, the state finance cabinet should be directed to produce an annual report on the implementation of small and small minority-owned businesses set-aside program and to recommend administrative or legislative solutions to improve 
effectiveness. Once again, this entire point is to make laws based upon somebody's race. Incredibly racist. And I'm sick and tired of having to deal with this crud from a Republican legislature. Stop. You're not racist. Stop listening to the Democrats call you racist. Republican legislators, listen to me. You are not racist. Do you wake up? Do you care what the skin color somebody is? If your answer is no, you're not racist. Stop listening to Democrats. Stop making them force you into a corner. Stop pushing forward their talking points. Stop supporting DEI and equity and inclusion. Stop listening to these jerks making these presentations about using tax dollars in a racial way, disband this entire commission on equity and race and blah, 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 and get rid of it. Get rid of it. So there's your actions for the day, guys. Talk about the issues going on in schools and kids. We're working on a bill to deal with that. We've seen the first draft. I've sent forward some edits. We'll see what comes out. From there, we'll get together our sponsors. That will be a bill for you guys to push on. And we're working on that. But also, legislators, be hitting up your legislators and telling them. Disband this commission on equity and race and everything else. It's just racist. Stop talking about race all the time. Nobody cares. Well, no conservatives care. I think that's the overall point. Conservatives, we just want to be left alone. We want our government to leave us alone. We don't want anything from our government. And conservative legislators should keep that in mind. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for another wonderful episode of the Andrew Cooper Writer Show. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, please visit our campaign website, c4ky.com. Once again, that's c4ky.com. And donate to the campaign. Uh, help me become Kentucky Tech State Treasurer. Additionally, as well, share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family about it. Get them involved. Get them listening. Taking the hot takes. I'm Andrew Cooper. Once again, guys, thank you so much and have a great, great day.